Well, good morning. I am back again here on The Political Strategist. Uh, This is your podcast host, Brenda K. Sanders. You know, I post this this information on uh, Facebook, I believe, and uh, I wanted it to be a part of my official platform of uh, things that I want to do in if elected to Congress in the 13th Congressional District. I posted it, but sometimes I have to post it and take it down and it gets uh, lost in all of the other posts that I have to post. And so uh, I wanted to add emphasis to uh, that information that I provided to you because I want you to know the things that I would like to do if elected to Congress. Uh, This involves uh, expungements. Now, we've already advocated, worked really hard for the expungement of criminal convictions, criminal record convictions. And I worked really hard in Michigan as an attorney and as a judge to uh, keep the records of the uh, respective defendants uh, clean if they were uh, convicted or made sure that they pled guilty if they wanted to, to uh, uh, under circumstances that would not sustain a criminal conviction on their record. Now, in the old days at the 36th District Court, we routinely used, and it was used a lot, we would have the court rule was that, uh, and let me tell you, it's still in effect. That court rule, uh, which is authored by the Michigan uh, Supreme Court, the take pleas under advisement. Take a plea under advisement means, say, uh, for 90 days, depending on what the offense is, uh, if you don't have any trouble, pay the fines. Basically, as a basic plea under advisement, the, 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 the plea, uh, the case would be dismissed. Then the Supreme Court, Michigan Supreme Court, uh, gave instructions now to the court. I don't think it was, uh, maybe it was some kind of administrative order, I believe it was, uh, that from state court administrator's office that we could no longer, as judges, do pleas under advisement. But to my surprise, the rule that governs that remains intact. It remains there in the court rules of Michigan. Uh, for some reason, the administrator, court administrator's office, only uh, ordered that to be applicable to Detroit area Wayne County courts. Now I'm going to look it up again when I uh, complete this podcast. But that's the last thing I knew about please under advisement. Whereas a straight up. If you did what we said, the case would be dismissed. No one would ever mention it again. You have a return of your fingerprints and arrest record and so forth. But then, uh, like I said, this administrative order came down. Uh, I was surprised. Now, let me tell you how I found out. I was talking to another judge or maybe I went to another court some kind of way and found out that those rules were still still being used in other areas of Michigan. And I was appalled to find out that we were not able to use it, either as an attorney who advocated, I advocated for that for almost every client um, 
all the time, even if they had more than one conviction because of the circumstances of it, uh, each case. It depended on what it was. And especially where there was a young person involved or whether there was a person who had a job where they had to um, maintain uh, their livelihood to take care of their family. It depended on what it was or there may have been some mitigating circumstances in the case. Okay, so that's criminal convictions. And so it, it took off from there and they even had criminal record expungement clinics. Uh, attorneys that even I know uh, sponsored these clinics to eradicate uh, the criminal record convictions uh, for clients. And now they have it if you had, uh, I think it used to be a year, just a year now, where you could expunge a misdemeanor conviction. You would go back in front of the judge that heard your case or, you know, the successor judge. And then there was five years if it was a felony and you had no further trouble. So that was another way to expunge criminal record uh, convictions. However, again, the rule changed again where everybody had to wait five years to apply for criminal record conviction expungement. And so that was not really in favor of expungements. But the thing I want to talk about is no one ever talks about driving record expungements. No one ever talks about driving record expungements and uh, expunging driving records. I've heard of people and from people that have had, uh, you know, various infractions, even in when they were young on their driving record and they can no longer get a driving record. They can no longer get a driver's license. And so what has happened is these are people that have been either forced out of desperation to keep a job, to drive, and then they get another, may get another infraction. And so it has built up and, and, and um, caused them to actually be disabled their whole ability or eligibility to get a driver's license, a valid driver's license. That is an issue that I think should be addressed. Uh, I believe it has been dealt with through the various prosecutorial uh, agencies and the, the state of Michigan. But federally, I believe that maybe we could sponsor a bill, I would, that would allow for a uh, expungement of driving records when the driving record is so burdensome and so voluminous that it basically disables or destroys a person's ability to sustain employment. Why would that be a good idea? Because you have good working people out here that are sitting at home with an inability to drive a vehicle, but they're, they're able-bodied people they're able to work and, and, and they're probably being taken care of some kind of other way. Or they're forced to use public transportation, which is true. But if these people cannot afford to eliminate all of the, the, the volume and the, and the burdens of a, an extended driving record. And I've always already heard from some people that have said that it's been 20 or 30 years since they've had a valid driver's license. 
And I don't think that should be. I mean, we forgive everything else. We forgive uh, these uh, drug cases and let these people out of jail. We should forgive some of these driving uh, uh, record convictions and allow the person to start clean. Or uh, consider uh, expunging a, a number of them where the person can be will be able to financially resolve the rest. I, I don't think that we should leave and remain, allow all of that to remain intact and uh, disable well-bodied people from going to work. So that's my idea with sponsoring a federal bill. Now, of course, it would probably be some collaboration with the state uh, elected officials, state represent, uh, state representatives, or legislature, or whatever. But it, as it relates to the 13th congressional district, I know the problems of the 13th congressional district. I've worked there so many years, and I know what plagues the 13th congressional district and voters. There are other things. I've talked about clean air, clean water, uh, and let me tell you something. I never thought I'd say it, but. When you don't have clean air, clean water, it, 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 it puts a dark shadow on your whole life, even when you're living in a nice house, even when you're, you're driving a nice car. It is something that must be dealt with. Uh, and I thought the first thing that I probably uh, prioritize on my agenda as a political candidate, congressional candidate, would be civil rights. And I do. I still do that. And I, let me remind you as well that I have filed and settled civil rights cases and, and Title VII cases uh, in federal court. But this is what I want to tell you. When you don't have clean air and clean water, I know it personally experienced, personal, it, it, it puts a damper on anything and everything you do. And so we must advocate for that as well. We know what plant what has existed in Flint. And so it's something that we must still keep our eyes and ears open for. But this is my podcast to tell you about what I want to do with criminal records, criminal record convictions and the expungement of criminal record convictions. See you later.